Blog Talk Radio. And good afternoon, everybody, or should we say good evening? I'm Rich Elvin here, coming to you live from Woodland High School, the wood, as they call it here, right outside of St. George, South Carolina. This is our host, uh, I guess, field, as you would call it, for the South Carolina Youth Football Association Game of the Week. And let me tell you, it has already been a good one with the 10U. They're right now currently playing the 12U, and that is the Woodland Wolverines hosting a very good, a very solid, well-coached North Charleston Raiders. Now, we've been a part of uh, this last, what, four weeks, five weeks of action where we've seen the Raiders multiple times. We've seen this same Woodland team a few times. And exciting to be able tonight to be on the road, to be here covering all of the excitement, all the action as that game that is our game of the week, and that is the 8U, 8U, Woodland Wolverines hosting the 8U, North Charleston Raiders. Going to be a great, great night of action. And, of course, uh, we always kind of give you a little bit of an appetizer, and that is the game that's currently going on, well, right now. And that is the 12U guys, as it is a battle for sure. It's 4.43 remaining in this game in the third quarter. It's 24 Woodland, 22 North Charleston. But just like that, it's a turnover on down, excuse me, a fumble on the ground, and they're going in the other direction. As you know, we also do a little pregame here brought to you by the network right here at Southern Sports Central. You can find all of our shows over on Facebook and Southern Sports Central and on the World Wide Web S.O. Sports Central, as we're tweeting throughout the week, throughout the day. Tomorrow, don't forget the lab. We'll be kicking off with that professor, Clinton Robinson Sr., as he will be giving you all the ins and outs from today's action across the state of South Carolina. Of course, here we cover the SEC edition of this program. The commissioner, Jay Williams, always giving us the ins and outs and where to go. So that's going to be uh, a lot of fun to find out where we're going to be next week. And uh, we look forward to all of that as well. But during this pregame, we talk a little bit about Friday Night Lights and some of the action happening from last night's game. Of course, uh, I have the opportunity to be the voice and the play-by-play guy for the Fort. Fort Dorchester and the Patriots remain undefeated as they went over to West Ashley last night. Had a ball game indeed. And I tell you what, it was um, living up to the hype because uh, – Wes Ashley, in early action, came to play in a big way. I mean, really, at one point, it was uh, probably early on 
probably the toughest matchup for some adjustments that had to be made by the Fords. But make no mistake, Fort Rochester still in the league of their own as they win big 42-14. to And here's the headlines for this whole game. The defense not giving up a touchdown in two games in a row now. 14 points last night given up by the special teams and then a pick six. And I got to say it, questionably not even in the end zone. So with that all being said, you look at this situation coming up this Friday night, if you are in or around the low country and you want to see a heavyweight matchup, you will see that same team, the Fort Dorchester Patriots, take on the likes of the Summerville Green Wave. And that one, of course, is going to be um, for all the marbles. Now, again, last night, Somerville. How about that matchup? As the Green Wave get past Ashy Ridge, they won 21-13. to 13 In a game that really, quite frankly, for most of it, if I'm not mistaken, had a lead with the team on the other side. Ashley Ridge. Now, the Green Wave, of course, edged past uh, one Dorchester School District 2 rival. And now, of course, we'll continue to get ready for another game. It's Somerville now 3-1 and one overall, 3-0 and oh in the region. And that is in Region 8-5A. Scored two-fourth quarter touchdowns to earn a 21-13 win over Ashley Ridge. And um, as we, we try to put everything here together, looking at all the big games coming up this week, that one has got to be on the docket to be in one of the big games. Now, Asher Ridge, unfortunately, they'll fall down to 0-4, 0-3 in the region over at McKenzie Field. Somerville's charge was led by junior quarterback Colby Shirey, who threw for a touchdown, passed, and rushed for two TDs. You know, the young man is a junior, has a pretty good arm on him, got some leg speed, and I can imagine looking forward to next week. The Swamp Fox is on the other side. It's a tough year for the new coach coming in here. And, of course, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the guy that they brought in because I feel that he will get that program in the area that maybe they're looking for. And, again, after Kenny Walker was uh, there for quite some time, and Kenny did an incredible job. And I think sometimes it's just, hey, sometimes it's time to pick up and move on. He's now over at the port, and he's enjoying himself. I get a chance to hang out with him there. But it's Shane Fiddler, who is the new head coach of the Swamp Foxes. And, of course, he is getting that culture the way he wants it to be, getting things done the way he wants it to be done. That, of course, will be a big-time team, I would hope, down the road in this region, of course, that we talk about, and that is Region 8-5A. As, again, we'll give you the breakdown of all around and some of the big games from last night, as we mentioned, Fort Dorchester wins big, 42-14. Keith Nessashore threw for a touchdown, passed for a touchdown, and ran for a touchdown. And he caught a touchdown, you name it, he did it. And that's why the Ford's sitting there at 4-0, they 3-0, ran past West Ashley, who now falls not only to 2-2 two and two in region play and 2-2 two and two overall, they now also fall out of the playoffs as their new head coach comes in and says some positive things in this season. Well, they still have a few more games left. Unfortunately, we'll miss the playoffs just a bit. Now, Destin Shore, the young man who was probably by many the player of the game, threw for 52 yards, touchdown to Mr. Jalen Pest, and ran for a nine-yard score. 
and caught a 30-yard touchdown pass from Zoltan Osborne, the sophomore from Patience, who ran a five-yard score. Now, Dwayne Wright, the big-time running back over there for the Ford, added two touchdowns for the Patriots. Diane Kwan Smith returned that kickoff for 98 yards for a touchdown and an interception 15 yards for another score for West Ashford. We mentioned early as we kicked this broadcast off that it was not a defensive give on that front. Other games and around the action, some teams that we've covered here, Oceanside, we had the Bull Shark, that is their head coach, Joe Call, joined us. And he talked to us about, of course, uh, some of the things that they had to do to keep winning. They hosted Battery Creek last night, and they beat them 55 to nothing as Lamar Prelude ran for touchdowns of 20 and 9 yards with Oceanside Collegiate improves the 4-0 blank Battery Creek, who falls now to 1-3 in Region 8-3A. Vaughn Blue, Mr. Blue, how do you do? Ran for an 11-yard touchdown, caught a 63-touchdown pass from Mr. Garrison Kepler. Hey, what that young man, another great quarterback in the low country that we need to keep our eye on. He's a junior. He's a young man who I strongly believe is continuing to put the efforts and the energy in and around his team. Other action around the low country, we go over to Bishop England in North Charleston. I'll tell you what, Eddie Morano ran for three TDs and passed for another to lead the Battle of Bishops of Bishop England to a three and one record now. As they pass North Charleston, he falls down to one and three. Rainer scores on runs of one, 13, and seven yards as he hits Sammy Grish for a 10-yard TD. Michael Long, of course, went on to score twice, runs of seven and two yards, and Marco Pumpu added a 10-yard score. So many great games last night. One of those also, we look over to the Berkeley County area where Berkeley's Trey Miner completed 14 of 19 for 224 yards, three touchdowns, and a Stags victory over Stratford last night. But don't don't even think that it was that easy. Stratford had their hands full for most of the night as they were giving all they got to that team over at Goose Creek as uh, Goose Creek ends up winning this one 34-24, and they capture the 7-5A region title with the win. And now you start to kind of look at things and you put it all in perspective. Of course, we're talking Goose Creek. I apologize, and Wando. But so many exciting things happening around the low country as the action here in about another 10 minutes will kick off and we'll get you up to date with uh, what's happening here on the field in our game of the week as we're coming to you live from the wood at Woodland High School, home of the Wolverines as the Three-headed monsters of the 8, the 10, and the 12U will battle today. Already in action right now is the 12U. We've already seen the 10U, and we will broadcast live the 8U game. So the 8U Wolverines and the 8U Raiders of North Charleston will get the game under the lights here tonight for our game of the week. The Raiders 8U team is one of those highly ranked in the state, well-respected teams. So we'll see if the Wolverines can welcome in them in fashion. Let's bring in the young man who does uh, the same thing on Saturday night, kills it on a Friday night, and that's your professor, Clinton Robinson Sr. Clinton, I was talking a little bit, brother, about some of the uh, games from last night. Now you and I covered that big one over there at the Ford. Here's a run, and it's going the other direction, and this is going to be a big score if 
North Charleston and the Raiders can get in the end zone, and he's going to find it just like that. So they'll now go up just a few more points. Put 34 on the board. It's now 34 24, 39 seconds remaining in this appetizer, if you will. Clinton, you said this to me at halftime. You said that these two teams, well, we've seen this before. Is this deja vu up at the woods? Yeah, pretty much, Richie. Uh, it's been one of those things. Uh, Woodland and NC Raiders have been going at it for the last three years. This is part three of an episode that I guarantee will continue to go on and on and on for the years to come. Both the ADs and coaches have a competitive nature. And as you can see, Woodland had it at first, but NC Raiders have came back and dialed in on that number. No doubt about that. Let's go back to some of the games here uh, from last night's action. Berkeley wins their game 34-27. I kind of crossed my lines there just a little bit when I was breaking down some of the games. But Berkeley High School opened the football season with a two-point loss as we were there against the Gators at Goose Creek. Now, the Stags have been on quite a roll since then. Berkeley won three straight games on Friday night, knocking off country, county region, 7-5-A rival Stratford, 34-27 on a balanced attack. Quarterback Trey Biner, know a little bit about that young kid, not only on the football field, but on the baseball diamond. Completed 14 for 19, went for 224 yards and three touchdowns by running back. Leon Gasson rumbled, stumbled, and bumbled for 140 yards and a touchdown as the Sags now will improve to 3-1, and 2-1 one, and one in region play and rolled up nearly 400 yards of offense. Not only do they roll up that much offense, they also roll themselves into the playoffs as they will now be the second team in that region. So that's, of course, uh, good news. For a team who, right, quite frankly, we weren't sure whether or not they were even going to make the playoffs when they didn't show Berkeley football like we've seen it before. Again, it was our game of the week, opening week one. They're hosting a rival team out of Goose Creek. Those have been the two big dogs on the porch in that in that region over there. And I thought it was set up perfectly, as you guys remember. Everything was in order because when it all was said and done, everybody else in the low country was done, but that main game. So we got football on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday, and on Monday. And that, my friends, was a perfect recipe for an opening weekend. A couple of other breakdowns from around the low country. We mentioned the Bishop England winning over North Charleston. And we got some other action happening. You can hear the cheering in the background still on his feet. Number seven for the wood, and they're going to walk it into the end zone. And is back at it again. That's one, two points between two Giants here in this SEC, South Carolina Youth Football Association Conference. They're going at it. So that now makes it a 30 to 36. I'm pretty sure they go for two here without a doubt. But back to some of these scores. You look at Bishop England. They beat North Charleston. I don't think that's a surprise. No disrespect to North Charleston. He's building it up, and it takes a little while. That one, again, 49-6. to six. Kane Bay, how about the Cobras picking up a win against Stahl? You feel out a lot of heart for a guy over there in Stahl, and there's players. They've got about 30 players in 5A football, and that's almost unfair. But it was a 36-7 to seven win for Kane Bay. We told you it was all for Northchester, 42-14, as the big-time boys over there and the Patriots will now come home for their final game of the regular season and host rivals. Oh, talking about big game. How about big game at number 90? 
they give it to the guy that would usually be one of the guys on the blind side as he's sitting on the offensive line, and they give it to Big Dog to rock, and he runs it in, and it's 32-36. Back to the scoreboard from last night. How about Goose Creek? Again, they went big, 34-24, beating Wando, knocking out Wando, by the way. So now you've seen Wando knocked out, West Ashley knocked out, Goose Creek, by the way, winning that region. Anahan knocks out Academic Magnet, 55-10. That should put... Hanahan in the playoffs, and I would imagine they will be the second seed in that 3-8 action over there. Hilton Head gets on the ball. They beat Jan Ballard 24-10. Hilton Head Prep wins 52-6 over Northwoods. We mentioned Oceanside in that huge win, and they were home against uh, a very, well, young Battery Creek, 55 to nothing. Phillips Simmons, this is unusual. They win 3 to nothing. Three to nothing as they beat Timberland. That could have knocked Timberland, by the way, out of the playoffs. And now, if I'm not mistaken, this the same place that we're at right now, Woodland has a chance next weekend to clinch the region in two A football. Somerville with a big win. Twenty one thirteen. And the headlines coming out of Somerville is that the quarterback did not know from Ashley Ridge that it was fourth. Down, he runs up to the line. He snaps the ball down, thinking that he's going to stop the clock. And, ladies and gentlemen, that's all she wrote. They were inside the five, threatening to score. Nope, didn't happen. They lose 21-13. With that win, it guarantees Somerville at least playoff action. If they find a way to go over to the fort and ruin that paradise, then they will win the region. If Fort does what Fort does, they'll win the region. And like we mentioned, it was Woodland, where we are here right now, winning 50 to nothing over Burke. And again, very good. And I understand A.J. Rollins, their big-time running back, who moved over to this location, three touchdowns on the ground. Marcus Morrison, defensive back, two INTs. That's the cool part of what we do here on Southern Sports Central, get to see these young men, not only from the position I'm in on Friday nights, Clinton, but to get to do what we do here on a Saturday. Because let's just be honest, you know some of these dogs are going to be hunting on Friday nights. It just takes a little time to get there. Matter of fact, these 12 youth, they could be playing on Thursday this time next year. I definitely believe that, Richie. Um, These guys have the talent. They have the know-how, and right now they're getting the coaching that they need and that they deserve to be able to make an impact on a Thursday or even, hey, might I even add, on a Friday night. Some of the ways they, some of the ways they play is just incredible. And the coaching, you have to give it up to the coaching. Everything else, it just falls into place. It's almost like a, a game of chess out here, putting the guy in the right position at the right time to make the right move. No doubt about it. Let's make the right move, and let's take a quick break, guys. Of course, uh, we are coming to you live from the Wood, also known as Woodland High School, home of the Wolverines, right outside of St. George. If you're looking us up on the map, we're in Dorchester, South Carolina, just between Somerville and St. George, as we're going to be bringing you the game of the week, brought to you by our friends right here at the South Carolina Youth Football Association. It is the SEC, part of the whole deal here on the coastline. A quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk college football. How about it? An upset in the SEC. That and much more right after this, guys. Don't go anywhere. 
no excuses, guys. I wish I could. I wish you could pay me a thousand dollars today, and I could tell you, seventy percent is enough. I wish you could pay me fifteen hundred. I wish you could pay me fifteen hundred, and I could say to you, eighty percent is gonna get it. I guarantee. Give me a fifteen hundred. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that I magic wand you, and eighty percent will be equivalent to a hundred percent for you. Boof. But it's not gonna happen. So I need you to understand something. You can have it if you want it. But the bigger the dream, the bigger the dream, the bigger the dream, God, the bigger the dream, the bigger the dream, the harder the grind. And can I be honest with you guys? I'm grinding harder now than I've ever grinded before. Somebody said, E.T., somebody called me the other day, said, E.T., I don't know if you've been paying attention, and they were right, I haven't. E.T., we've been going online, and if you go on YouTube and you put the best motivational video of all times. Right now, E.T., that's your video. E, how do you feel? E.T., 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 I don't know if you did it, but I did it. The top motivational speakers in the world, and in some categories, E.T., you're there. You're like number 10, you're number 5, E.T. How do you feel, E.T.? I said, I'm be honest with you. It was easier when I wasn't on the list. It was easier because I wasn't focusing on it. We want people to make guarantees to us, but we're not willing to make guarantees to ourselves. Somebody gave you a guarantee, $30, 30-day guarantee. In 30 days, if, they, if you don't make what they told you was going to make, in 30 days, you got an attitude, you want your money back. But you've never demanded your money back from yourself. What do you do when you're not the only one that wants to make a million dollars in your company? You're not the only one that wants to be the president. You're not the only one that wants to be the CEO. What if you're not the only one that wants what you want? What if there are thousands of other people who want what you want? You have to outwork them. The reason why I'm not successful is because of my boss. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and said, I'm not getting up on time? What do you do when a thousand other people want exactly what you want? You've never looked at yourself in the mirror and said, you let you down. Until you get to that point, you let you down. You've never, you're not brave enough. You want to put it on somebody else. I changed. And I stopped being a victim. I stopped saying, I've got to wait for good things to happen to me. And I said, I'm going to grind. I'm going to fight. I'm going to work. I'm going to press toward. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do everything in my power every single day. You gotta outgrind them. You gotta get up earlier. You gotta stay up later. You gotta execute and you gotta go from 70 to 120. And if you create a culture of losing, if you keep being a victim, if you keep letting losing happen to you, if you keep letting people do you and treat you any kind of. Welcome back, everybody, here. I am Richie Upper, alongside Clinton Robinson Sr. He is the professor. Representing us here with Voice Sports on a beautiful Saturday night, also part of the Southern Sports Central family as well. Here, not only we get a chance to do this here on a Saturday night special as we come to you live wherever 
the commissioner of the SEC, the part of the South Carolina Youth Football Association, Jay Williams, sends us that he's got it here at Woodland, near Woodland High School, between Somerville and St. George. The town is called Dorchester, South Carolina, and it's going to be a battle here with 6.30 remaining in our appetizer game. That's uh, usually what happens when we catch in here because we don't want to miss a single snap of our main game. They're all important. But it's that 8U tonight that gets the call, and they will be the one that we will be talking about from the Wolverines of 8U, Clinton, to the 8U gentlemen of the Raiders, man. What do we expect out of our big game coming up here in about six minutes? I think we almost expect the same thing that's going on right now, Rich. Um, a lot of possession, a lot of offense, uh, a lot of movement on the ball. These guys are not um, shy of anything about taking that ball to the outside and running it up the field, either side. Uh, this could be one of those games where it's any given Saturday. Woodland and Raiders, part three, eight new. That's coming up real soon. Yeah, no doubt about that, my friend. 5.30, counting it down in our appetizer game. We're kind of giving you a little bit of quarter three and four. As uh, Clinton, if I'm not mistaken, brother, the eight, it was the 10U Raiders that won that one. This one here is going to be a big deal as far as bragging rights because uh, if they can find a way, Woodland finds a way, that makes that 8U game a little bit more of a jaw-jacking conversation come Monday morning around the World Wide Web and the water cooler. Yes, it does. Um, the first game that was played was 10U. Uh, usually what they do is they hold the, the most exciting game, which on this one is the 8U, they hold it for last. So as we came into the tail end, uh, we found out that it was 42 to nothing. North Charleston Raiders uh, just came in and dominated against Woodland on that first game. And this game right here, totally different. Of course, Woodland wants to come in and try to even score a little bit. And we still have a little bit of time. 36 to 30, 32, not bad. But it looks like Raiders are kind of on the move right now. So we'll see what's, up to, we'll see what's left in four minutes. Yeah, let's do this. Let's check the scoreboard around the country. And this is, of course, our college football preview and review, if you will. It is uh, currently right now in the SEC 28-14. Texas A&M, after beating the Florida Gators, the 11th great Aggies are up 28-14 over at Mississippi State. Sticking around the SEC, you've got Auburn. Boy, did they not see this one coming. The 15th great Tigers for the first time. Since the Gamecocks have landed in the SEC, find a way, find a way to win that game. And the Gamecocks, 30 to 22, they haven't beaten Auburn since 1937. By the way, big upset there. Another upset, Kentucky. They finally break the five-year curse. They beat Tennessee. The 18th ranked Volunteers go down in fashion, 34. Seven there. Other action that happened on Wednesday night, of course, uh, was uh, the likes of uh, Coastal, the Shawnecaliers. They go off the road in the Sun Belt, also known as the Fun Belt, and win 30 to 27. That again beating now Kansas on the road and Louisville, excuse me, Louisiana, and that is the Raging Cajuns. They knocked them out, and that should give the Shawnee Clears a top 
25 ranking. Other action that happened already in the top 25 on Friday night, BYU beats up on Houston, the 14th-ranked BYU wins 43-26, while the 17th-ranked SMU remains undefeated. Still charging their way up the poles at 17 today. Could be at 15 tomorrow, but they beat Tulane. 37-34. Now, the game that I know you're going to be watching, Professor, is going to be a little bit later tonight. That's going to be your Georgia Bulldogs, ranked number three in the country. 8 o'clock, CBS game. Alabama favored by six. They're at home, by the way, hosting. They're number two in the country. Not only do they bring a second rank in the country there, Clinton, they also bring Nick Saban. He found a way to get approved to be back on the sidelines tonight. That's a big deal, you think? I definitely think that's a big deal. Uh, to have a leader, a coach, and a mentor like Nick Saban on the sidelines, I believe means a lot to those gentlemen. Don't get me wrong. Their coaching staff, I am sure, is all five-star across the board. But you add Nick Saban, that's like adding shrimp to the gumbo. You, you just might as well go ahead and put it in the pot. And yes, my dogs are, are going to have a tough time. They have a tough time regardless when it comes to Alabama. But Nick Saban on the sidelines doesn't make it any better. Just take off the shirt and call him Superman. So we're going to see. There we go there. And, of course, uh, trying to kick an onside kick. And here's an update here at the field we're at now. The appetizer, if you will, 12U Wolverines hosting the 12U North Charleston Raiders. And the Raiders with a 42-32 lead. They did a little squib kick there. Wolverines take it over now. And they will do what they can as they trail by 10. ACC, let's check it out around the country. How about the Tigers? Boy, did they not lay it on Georgia Tech. Boy, they're more than a rumbling wreck over Georgia Tech. They got beat 73-7. to My God. Not even close. Notre Dame, the team that Clemson will play next week, I think. I got to look at the schedule. But no matter what, that's 12-7. to Notre Dame picked out a win against Louisville. Then you're looking around. And some of the other actions, Pittsburgh, Miami. Remember, they used to be Clinton. There used to be, and this is up near your area where you're from, there used to be a conference called the Big Ten. And this was an old rivalry between Miami and Pittsburgh. Miami wins 31-19. Man, you remember those days of uh, the Big Ten? Excuse me, the Big East? (laughs) Yeah, the Big East. That's exactly what it was with UConn and all the other big boys that used to play up there. Definitely was one of the tougher divisions uh, back in the day. But, of course, football has been on an incline, and they, they've been doing much, much better. I really don't hear too much more about them. And now, believe it or not, I'm more on the, the SEC side. It's just a thing we've been following. Tough football is, is a little bit different in the South. So, I'm loving it. Love out there, my friend. Sticking around the ACC going on later on tonight, you'll see a North Carolina over at Florida State. Boy, Florida State is 1-3. and three. North Carolina, 3-0. and oh, They're fifth ranked in the country. It is favored by North Carolina by 13 and a half. 7.30 ABC game, and they just had a huge play there. The Raiders did. You can hear the crowd all the way on the other side. It's only, man, if it's 50, we're lucky. But, man, they sound like 50,000. On the other side, other action happening later today in the ACC top 25 action is going to be 23 Virginia Tech, another team that was in that Big East back in the day. Another team was Boston College. They will be facing off again 
and this one will be an ACC Network game at 8 o'clock. Virginia Tech favored by 13. Out of the Big 12, we look around. It is postponed. Oklahoma State and Baylor. Cincinnati and Tulsa. And I think the game that got a lot of people kind of like, wow, okay, is LSU and Florida. You know, that's something that they, they're kind of used to at LSU and Florida. Maybe they should the schedule. Man, you got a big guy, we got a big guy, because that big guy, somebody found a way to get in there, because the, uh, man, that guy there, that's a big guy there. We'll talk about him in just a minute there. But, you know, let's go back to the LSU and Florida game. Remember the hurricanes and the floods? It seems like every time I turn around, Clinton, this game just isn't supposed to happen. No. No, it's definitely not supposed to happen. It's, it's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy about what's going on nowadays, but it's just, I, I totally agree. It's not supposed to happen. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll take a break. 218 remaining in this game, and they just put the points on the board. They put eight on the board, so now they only trail by two. It's a 40 to 42 game. But I tell you what, Clint, let's give them a freebie here. Let's throw them a little side dish of some free football, and uh, let's call this one for a little bit, man. How about it? Yeah, hey, I can always be in the mood for this. This is actually turning into one of those games, Richie. Um, and to the fans out there of Southern Sports Central, this will continue to go on almost every year. Ever since Woodley came into uh, AAU, into the SEC, SEC division of the SUIFA, it has been that type of friendship rivalry between the NC Raiders and Woodland Wolverines. And this is nothing less than what we expected, especially out of the 12U. To them, this is where it's all at, in the 12U. Myself and some others, hey, we might disagree and say it's in the eight on the game of the night. But right now, this game isn't going anywhere, and it is still close with about two minutes left. Here we go now, and it's an onside kick, and they're telling me that it's all Woodland. It's all Woodland all day. And just like that, the onside kick goes to the Wolverines. And ladies and gentlemen, with 218 remaining in the fourth quarter, there's a life and a lot of love over there for Woodland, and they have a chance. And i got to tell you something, Professor. If they put this thing in the end zone, and I'm sure they'll hit some of that clock time, this is not good news for the Raiders as they made that trip up 78 or Highway High 26. Yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think it'd be good at all. Uh, Joe Williams is sort of a, a almost a master, a sensei, if you will, of time management. Two minutes, 18 seconds left is does he use that time management or does he try to go for the throat? and try to score a touchdown, which giving the Raiders too much time is not a good thing. A lot of people have learned that the hard way. So, Jay Williams, I think, will play smart and try to control the clock and try to get a couple first downs, call another timeout, and then go for the throat, which would hopefully leave them under a minute left to try to make something happen on the NC Raiders side. I'm going to tell you live right now in our pregame, if you will, here, a little free appetizer game. It is the 12U battle between the North Charleston Raiders and the 12U Wolverines of Woodland. Here in the wood, we are live for the game of the week coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. Again, we're just prepping a little bit here, if you will, getting uh, 
getting everything kind of ready, getting in that game mode. It seems like uh, we wouldn't need to do that after four hours last night. But, boy, oh, boy, it is definitely going to be another big-time heavyweight matchup right after this. He's fought the ball around the 48, let's give it 47-yard line. Quarterback rolls out to his right side, number seven. He's going to take it. He jumps over one, and he hits the first down around the 38. It's helmet to helmet, but I'm not sure they're going to even call that one. Move the chains and set the ball, and let's play some football. Man, I tell you what, you watch the way that young man read that defense, and he came around his own area, and he found a guy to lead his way through. And they got some big horses up there on that front line, Woodland does. Oh, they sure do. And the way he did read it was awesome. And took that corner and got upfield to get that first down. And again, clock management is one of those things. He gets the first down, a nice run on that last one just now while we're talking. And here we go. This is one of those things about moving the ball down the field, getting that clock management, stopping the clock when needed to, and no timeout is necessary. A couple more plays. You never can tell. Never can tell. 145, they spot the ball. It looks like somewhere not over the rainbow. It's going to be hanging out around the 27, middle of the field. They're marching towards the practice field, if you're familiar with the wood here. And that's, of course, away from the scoreboard and the field house. Set it up here. Three receivers left. One big tall fellow to the right. Running back is standing to his left side. Quarterback shotgun. He hands it off. No, he doesn't. He keeps it. And it's a bad move, but here comes some penalty flags. And quarterback going to run for his life. He's scooting, booging. He fumbled the ball into the hand. And there's flags everywhere. And I believe he turned it over on downs, trying to do too much. That's one of those ones you just either, A, throw it away or just get down and live to see another play there. Oh, yeah. That was definitely what seemed to be a busted play. Even though there's laundry all over the field, plus a young man down right now. I uh, hope it's nothing too serious. Um, that was definitely a busted play. He tried to make the most out of it, which at times in this youth football, in this type of uh, environment, and in this type of pressure situation, I think it's best just to let, you know, lay it down, take that knee, get down on the ground. Can't make something out of nothing. It's fine. You still had a couple more downs. You're only sitting down at about what looks to be about three yards. You should have just went ahead and just took that loss at the two or three yards and said the heck with it and uh, get geared up and ready for the next play. That they should have. It's now 131 Woodland trailing the 12U Woodland Wolverines trailing the 12U North Charleston Raiders 42 to 40. And my young man on the other side is up and moving. Things look to be good. He'll now exit off the field for at least one play. Waiting to find out, Clint. I'm not sure. I know you're down in the end zone, so I don't think you can kind of follow it as much. But they're trying to spot this thing, and I'm not sure who it's on or, or what they're doing here. But we'll find out as they set up either an offensive team from the wood or the defensive team from Woodland. And it does look like the offense for Woodland is going to stay out there on the field. Quarterback sets it up on the shotgun formation. They'll slot the ball at the 20. Seven-yard line, three receivers wide open on the left, one to the right, quarterback keeper up the middle. Shoot the gap, young man, find the end zone. Five, four, three, two, one. Touchdown, Woodland. A big lead now for the Wolverines. Boy, I tell you what, he shot out of the hand and came across the middle of that one, and I got to say, nobody, nobody was catching. Yeah. 
you go to work in a cat timber. It looked like a slingshot. When he saw that hole open, I would have loved to have zoomed in and seen his eyes. Because I guarantee both them things were about the size of the quarters when he saw how big that hole was. And took definitely took advantage of what he saw and shot out and shot out like a cannon. Shot out like a cannon. And now they'll shot it up about 46, 42, a minute 22 remaining here in regulation fourth quarter with a little free mill. Give it to the big dog, and he's going to wall all the way into the end zone. And I think that cat's got eight points of the I guarantee you that they ain't stopping that cat. He's going to Mack truck all the way to the end zone, and he did it to put up the Wolverine 48-42. But, Clinton, that's a long time for Coach Booker on the other side. And once again, like I said, clock management. Now this is going to be the deciding factor. Uh, how do you kick the ball off? Do you kick it deep? You don't give them uh, field position. Those type of things. I, I, I love what Jay Williams is doing. I think he probably could have held the ball a little bit more, but, hey, those guys are hungry. They want to go ahead and get the touchdown. God bless them. More power to them. We're going to see if a minute and 22 seconds is more than enough time for the NCAAs to make something happen, and they always, always have something up their sleeves. It is a game of chess here, and we're learning that without question in football, and it seems to have now lingered all the way down to the youth. As Jay Williams going against Coach Booker on the other side, and this is a heavyweight matches of coaches, of players. Even the fans are into it here tonight with a minute 22 and a kick, and it's a short one. Now it will be first down midfield, and again, that's, you're giving a short field. There, Clint. I'm more of a let's kick it deep, man. Let's send them back. Let's make them earn it. Yeah, you definitely got to make them earn it right now. With a minute and 20, I myself personally would have just kicked it deep and took that team. We had a couple of whole players over there on the Raiders. I'm not saying go after them, but if they're on the field, you kind of have to take advantage of it. It is what it is. It's a game of chess. We're not playing checkers. And let's put the kids in the right position if you want to go ahead and finish this game off at 48 32. Here we go now with a minute 20. Spot the ball at the middle of the field here. Let's set you up, guys. We're heading towards the scoreboard, and that would be towards the field house. On the right hash mark they go. Set up with about two receivers to the right side. Nobody over here to the left. Quarterback at the shotgun formation and is running back to his right side. He stands at his own 45. Here's the keeper. The quarterback to the right side finds the gap. He closes quickly. And the green wall is put in place for a little gain of maybe one. Now they'll get the ball in the Wolverine territory, but the clock is moving, and we're right at a minute there. Clinton, what you think, buddy? Ooh, now it's up to the Raiders to sit there and uh, play clock management. How much further do you let it go to out before calling a timeout? I know you don't want to waste them, but it would have been a good time to go ahead and call one. 48 seconds and still ticking? Ooh, I don't know what you got. Shotgun formation takes the snap, sling the rock to the left side, man on man coverage, and it's no good. It's ended for, I believe, looking for the jersey, number one. It's black, number four. That number four. Nope, number nine. Check it. Number nine had man to man, shoulder to shoulder coverage, and it's no good. They'll ring it out now. Should be third down. Spot it around the 48. One thing it did do is it stopped the clock, though, so there's a little bit of that and some positive conversation is this one 
could be the biggest play of the night. Hard to believe he played 70 minutes of football and it literally comes down to one play. Coaches oh, yelling, yeah. fans are stepping, and it's a good one here tonight. It's a free appetizer, if you will. 12 U finale before we get to our game of the week. Shotgun formation takes the snap, rolls it to the right, breaks the 50, but then breaks into the 44, maybe down to the 42. We'll see where they spot the ball. Not enough. Is it? They're saying it may be enough for first down. We'll see what we're going to see. I'm out there by the referees. Clinton, good call. Yeah, pretty good call. Um, I believe he got out of bounds. There was no timeout on that. He got out of bounds. The clock stops. 22 seconds left. Again, crucial call. Still fourth down. Not enough for the first. Fourth down. Probably about a good, strong four and a half yards to go. This is possibly the final play of the game. Could be 22 seconds. It's a 48-42, 12-U lead for the Wolverines over the 12-U Raiders of North Charleston as we're coming to you live from Dorchester, South Carolina. And this is in between Somerville and St. George here at the Woods. This is a blown, and the referees need to have a conversation. And this is the thing to me. And, again, I don't want to give the, the guys in stripes a, a bad, bad words or bad names, but – this, to me, in all the weeks that we do this, seems to be the biggest holdup here of, uh, of what we do. The referees you probably have more timeouts and just trying to figure it all out. It's kind of on a different deal. He's saying it's third down, but that should be fourth down. Ooh, Richie, that – I don't remember a penalty on this series. That would make it back that to should be third fourth down. down. I don't, uh, that's weird. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. I think they gave him an extra down just now. That's crazy. Here we go. Here's the handoff. He's still not going to get it. Matter of fact, he's lost a yard. And that's a huge loss. So that should have been the game with nine seconds. That could be the game if they don't spot the ball in time. And I believe that's going to do it. Clinton, I don't think they're going to have enough time to spot it and do it. And like that, Win the game. Boy, I tell you what, you nailed it. Your hot management, this is probably the biggest win of the year for these Wolverines there. Clinton, I know you follow these guys well and know the guys on the other side. That's a big win in a big way. Oh, yeah, definitely a big win. Again, clock management, the clock actually went against the 12U on the NC Raiders side. Wolverines come down. They punch it down their throat. And, hey, you got to give it to them. Nothing but heart. Nothing but good play. The referee at the end, hey, look, tried to give him an extra down, and it still didn't matter. One of the Wolverines walking away with the win, and oh my goodness, that gives me chills, so I can just imagine what the AG is going to be like. Hey, Richie, I tell you what, I'm going to get with a couple of these guys, do a couple of little interviews for the Voice Sports, and I'll be right back with you. We can get it on on that AU. It's coming up here next, guys. Let's go to a break. Let's give you some music to dance in between A and B because it's now going to be our game of the week, guys. Don't go anywhere. More Southern Sports Central live here at the South Carolina Youth Football Association Game of the Week. Coming up next right here. You're hurt.
It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling And everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the... Tonight, 
I want to thank Coach Cyber, the athletic director here at Woodland, for allowing us to broadcast here and give these young men and a few other ladies an opportunity to get their number called. Back to the action, 606, counting it down in the first quarter. All zeros are on the board. Takes the snap. He's going the other way this time. Number one going across the 30. He's still on his feet. He's dropped down close to the 30. DeAndre White there with the carry. You can hear there, just a little shy to getting that first down. Wait, what we see here, that should bring up now the first down. Change over on down. Well, back in uh, Saturday Night Live, and that's, of course, Clinton Rhymes Sr. Clinton, man, you had a chance to party with some of the winners down there. Man, those cats pumped up after coming back and beating a very good team out of North Charleston. Oh, yeah. Part three was definitely one to be seen. You have to be here to see it. Richie, I'm glad you had an opportunity to see it live for yourself. Sometimes when you talk about it, you hear about it on the radio, hey, I get it. It makes you feel like you're in the action. But being here and seeing it, something totally different. Yeah, we talked about one team under the center. And here, these Wolverines are going shotgun with three receivers to the left. There's a quick snap and over the head, and he's got to save it. Almost like a baseball center fielder over the catch there, but he drops on his knee, and that'll be a dead ball. They'll spot the ball at the 35. The loss of five there should bring up second down and 15. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. Shotgun formation handed off, coming our side. Coming to the left side, still on his feet with a stiff arch to the 30. He's got a good blocker up front. Breaks back to the other side and goes to the 20. And he finally throws down at the 19. Boy, that young man there has got some good shoes, Mama. He did a great job there, Clinton, being able to read that guy and seeing his momentum coming towards the sideline. And he quickly turns his shoulder going back the other way, man. That was a high school style move. <laughs> it's very, it's very impressive to see those style runs coming from a six, seven, and eight-year-old in that AU. Everybody thought he was going to run out of bounds, and he totally faked them all out and came back inside. That's going to bring up the first down here, of course. 431 remaining in the first quarter. Rolling that thing out to the right. 27 got nothing but green passes and an end zone with his name on it. Touchdown, Wolverine. Touchdown. With 423, they take a 6 nothing lead. Great job there, Clinton. Seeing his blocks, reading his blocks, and turning it into a track meet and put the first strike on the board. Oh, yeah. Uh, Richie, I don't know if you know, but a while back, I talked to that young man, number 27. You might be calling his name just a few times tonight. I would not be surprised. Very athletic, very energetic, and disciplined young man. They're down there, 423, six six points on the board for the Wolverines. We're going to highlight the North Charleston team in just a minute. Talk about those guys after the two-point conversion. Two receivers, right side, one left side. Running back, towards right side. Miscommunication, probably not going to get it done, and it's definitely not going to get it done there with 423. Six-nothing lead for the Wolverines. Let's go back to the Raiders there, Clinton. Now, you and I, we talk about these games throughout the week. Seems like we talk probably three or four times a day. We're preparing for Friday night. We're preparing for Saturday night. 
And people don't realize, man, what we do, it, it is a full-time situation. And then you do a show on Sunday, which tomorrow night you catch the professor there in the lab, his rules, his way, and it's six o'clock. You can hear for three hours. But, you know, back to this game, this Raiders team is really good. This is one of the top ten teams in the state, right? Yes, all three, uh, 8U, 10U, and 12U are all ranked when it comes to the NC Raiders. You can't just shake a stick at them, give them time, or just count them out. They can have one or two bad series. That's fine. But I guarantee at the end of the day, you know that you play the NC Raiders. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Spot the ball around the 25. Raiders going to go in the compact offense there. Under center he goes, and he's going to use that speed. He goes to the left side. He's going to go across the 30. Stiff arms one to the 35 and finally brought out on the sideline there. Great job there, utilizing his hand out there. And you saw that, that something that you don't see as much, but on teams like this you see more than not and switching the ball from the left side to the right side to keep it safe. You're probably not going to see it as much as you would like to, um, hence why the fumbles come to the inside. Um, that's one of those disciplined things that you definitely have to teach, and you want to teach it here in the 8U no matter what. Even if you have to keep pounding it and pounding it and pounding it into their heads about what they have to do, you do want to teach it in the 8U. Because 10U and 12U, it's really almost no turning back. You create a bad habit, you're going to continue to do that bad habit. Look at this habit. He's going across the four to the 42-yard line. That's number four. Runs across. And, uh, you know, it's a different scheme here. You, you see what Woodland offensively does, Clinton, and, and they like to spread it out and let it fly. They, they believe in that arm of that quarterback. These guys on the other side of North Charleston, they like that speed and power. They like to gut check you early and often up on that front line. Of course. If you haven't noticed yet, one thing you can notice about the NC Raiders, they all run the 8U, 10U, and 12U pretty much run the same offense. It's about a smash mouth offense and stop it if you can. They put speed blockers out there and let the running back find that hole, find the gap, and they're gone. 236 remaining. It is Woodland with the lead. 6 nothing in our game of the week here at the Wood. It is the home of the Wolverines. They picked up a big win, by the way, last night. I think they're one win away in the region to clinch it, the region title. That's big news, of course, for Coach Cyber, the AD, and we want to thank him and all of those Wolverines for allowing us to broadcast here tonight in our game of the week. As the 8U Wolverines lead 6 nothing with about two minutes remaining. Second down coming up. They did lose a little bit on that one, so it should come up second and 12. They'll get up under center there, looking for a little power. There is a little receiver out to the left side. Coming our side. Nope, he goes up the middle. Even fooled me there. Number four. How about this guy? Tell me about him there, Clinton. He's got a lot of speed, and you watch his ability. He gets hit, but he uses it as a spin move as he rolls out of one tackle and across some more yardage in the positive direction. Oh, yeah, that's that lean forward. That's a running shoulder over toes concept is what we call it here in youth football. Shoulders over toes. So no matter what, even if you do get hit, even if you do fall, that you are falling forward at all times. That young man is hard to see 
Richie, if you ask me, I think he's a treat to watch, just like any of the little guys. You can't see him over those big linemen. So once he takes off, it's almost too late. Here we go now, third down and short there. They're going to try to shoot this thing our side from left to right, up to middle, and I'm afraid he's made an adjustment there at the end. It might have cost him a first down. The number three young man from the Raiders is going to fall short. Should come up a fourth down, and probably we'll give it about three as we are winding up quarter number one. That's one thing about the 8U. These guys, they seem to run that clock a little more than the 10 and the 12. It can can definitely come down to a running clock. Uh, In this league and in this division, um, anything over 21, and it's a running clock. If you are trying to get up on a team and you want that clock to be your friend, well, ladies and gentlemen, I suggest you score 21 points very quickly, and it can be difficult for the other team. Other than that, listen, you play for the minutes, use your timeouts wisely, and, and you can possibly make it a game. It feels like football up here at the woods tonight. Again, a beautiful night, man. I got to be honest with you, man. It has been a very nice day today. We had that heat earlier during the week. We had some rain kind of come through last night's game. Actually, was very good. I thought that field was in great condition. It's not AstroTurf. It's what we're dealing with here, which is also, by the way, a five-star situation that you're down there walking on. And I think that's cool, too. What we are able to do is kind of unprecedented. I think we're setting the bar with the help of Jay Williams and the SEC and of course, they're part of that South Carolina Youth Football Association that's allowing us full access. You know, I'm up here up high, bird-eye view. You're down there on the field hanging out around the about the 26, 25-yard line. You're able to really get in there, talk to some of these guys, interview some of these guys. You see some of these coaches there, you know, able to videotape this one live as it happens. I think that's kind of a neat in itself. I love everything that we're doing as far as media coverage when it comes to youth football, Rich. Uh, you and I talked a couple months back, and I think ever since that conversation, it's been go, go, go. If you guys listen to us, listen to me uh, in the lab from 6 to 9 on Southern Sports Central uh, every Sunday, 6 to 9. Listen to what we're talking about. Listen to what we're bringing to you. We give you the inside scoop. You'll learn everything that we're doing. And the passion and the love that myself and Richie have for it, it, it just shows on air every single night. Different formation here for North Charleston. And, man, there was some miscommunication. And i got to tell you, great job coming out of a timeout. The coaches are coaching him up. Jay Williams also out here as he uh, has got a lot going on here. As he's, uh, you know, to host this thing. It is, a, it is a pleasure to be able to bring in others. But I think were there some other games here earlier today as well? Uh, no, just this set uh, went on today. Uh, the games really start around 4 o'clock on the game of the week. Uh, they start around 4 o'clock in the evening, 4 o'clock, 4.30, excuse me. And that's how we missed that first one. We thought we were showing up on time. And uh, before you knew it, we were just a little too late. Yeah, we go. Well, not late to get a big positive yardage is the young man from Woodland. As he ran this thing all the way around, trying to look for his number there. Number 26 there came around to the left side, had a lot of green passes. He's able to get around and 
get almost a first down, very close to it. There's an injured player for North Charleston down. They're going to look to him real quick. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other things that we do talk about. Hopefully, parents, you're listening. And we'd like to kind of talk to you a little bit. We want to make sure, because of the factor, that these young men have an opportunity to create some film. Well, what can you do to help them? That's always the question. How can you help get them ready? It's kind of like free, yeah, a little bit of training, if you will. Well, social media does just that. However, it also can hurt you. Be mindful for what you say, even as a parent on your own social media. You have to understand coaches know who you are. They research you just like they research your child. Coaches at the high school level, they also do the same thing. They're going to look at who you are as a parent because they know that's who they get as a child. They don't like helicopter parents. They don't like a lot more parents. They want a parent that's going to trust that you are going to take a step back so that they can take a step in and train your kid what they're supposed to do. You've got to trust that process. And to me, I know you covered that a ton on your show tomorrow night. I covered a lot on our shows as well. And I highlight this, by the way, with everybody around when it comes down to it. And that is, of course, looking at all the action going on. Parents, you are just as held accountable more now than ever, thanks to the World Wide Web there, Clinton. I could not agree more. If you go back and you listen to some of uh, the lab, in the lab shows, you'll hear me talk about just that. I don't always just touch about the highlights and the what this kid did and what this team did. I get it. I, I love it. I'm going to watch it. You can watch it on the YouTube channel. Great. But inside the lab, like you said earlier, my house, my rules. We're going to talk about the inside and the outside of everything about youth football. We're talking about coaches versus parents. We're talking about, like you said, helicopter parents and just not actually trusting the process. What is it? What makes you like that? We always want to find out what makes it tick. Final play in the first quarter, and it's a keeper. Great read from the quarterback. He jukes and jives. This young man's jetting around. Number 27 still on his feet. A great job, Clinton. I'm telling you, that's the end of the first quarter. It's 6 nothing, Woodland. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about that incredible read from an eight-year-old who not only saw that defensive man coming for his running back, he said, I'll take it from here, young man. We're in the second quarter right after this, guys. Don't go anywhere. More right after this. Everybody here. It is second quarter getting underway here. We started off with a quick penalty. I believe this is going to go against North Charleston, so they'll move the ball in the other direction here with just a second off the clock as it starts with eight minutes 
Uh, of course, want to give a shout out to that Benedict band over there up the road here towards Orangeburg. Look at this one. They take handoff there to number one, I believe. Clinton, you've got a better eyesight of the young man down there, but he shot out of a cannon. He went to the right side in between the guard and the tackle, and it was all green passes to about the 22, maybe 21-yard line. Wolverine. Yeah, he, he, he shot around that corner, made one little move. Number one was definitely looking like he was in the wind. Uh, came down there to the end. I believe the referee called him down. They thought it was a fumble. Uh, the knee actually went down first. So now they're setting up again, which is another first down for Woodland. 738 there. The whistles blow as you hear there in the background there. I'm coming to you from the eye in the sky. Clinton Robinson Sr. down there on the field. We've got booths everywhere around this place. Hanging out with you at the Wood. 6 nothing. 8U Wolverines over the 8U. Guys out of North Charleston, NC Raiders. Set it up here. First down. They'll spot the ball around the 24-yard line. Right hash mark. Coaches coaching. Players playing and fans cheering as we're coming to you live on these other sports central radio network. Hand off the 27. It's to the right side. He's got the pass. He's going to get out of bounds, but not before. He hits the 24. Got to come up a second down and maybe a gain of one there, Clinton. Moving this thing around here with 7.25. He did go out of bounds, so that does stop the clock. Good news, I guess, for somebody as we now will set this thing up on the 24. Yeah, they, I told you, number 27, you're going to be mentioning his name quite a bit tonight. Uh, another Raider player is down right there on the sideline. Um, I'm not sure what's going on. If it's just the hard hitting, then that's some, that's some, that's some tough eight, eight-year-olds. Uh, the ball, I believe, is spotted around. You're right, about the 30-yard line. You guys are going to give up no time soon. They're going to keep on running these plays. Um, like I said, Jay Williams, a sensei of sorts. He'll keep running that ball left, right, run the same plays over and over again until you stop them. I mean, there's, there's nothing too fancy that you have to get about eight years. If it's not broke, don't think that a man is down for North Charleston. And they'll try to attend to him, get him off the, the side, make sure he's good, and they do. They break up the huddles, get off their knees, and get up to the line of scrimmage with 724 counting. The Wolverines are on the march towards the end zone, and that's heading towards the scoreboard and the field house. Two receivers to the left, three receivers to the left, one to the right. Coming to the left side is a young man. Steps over a tackle, keeps on his speed. He's still marching across the 20, 15, 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and 27. Getting six. And I believe that's going to make another impressive run for this young man. Clinton, you're going to have to talk to this guy as well, man. We're going to have to add him to the conversation. Well, I, I most definitely will. Voice Sports has talked to him before, and I guarantee you, I'll be talking to him again this evening, uh, no matter what happens in this game. What, what's happening right now is 12-0. The Woodland Wolverines are definitely trying to take a two out of three win home at the end of the day. This is a big one here. They set it up, two receivers to the left, one to the right. Bad snap. He's got to fall on it. And that's the second time during the extra point that they've had a – situation getting the ball to the quarterback there Clinton. Tell me, you've done this before you know a little bit about this 
why does it seem like during these special teams that they're having special things happen? Is it just kind of rushing it in an unfamiliar area? Because it's no different than usually a four-down snap. No, it's definitely not unusual. Uh, when it comes to those special teams and getting that extra point in there, you just have to finish the execution. Um, these gentlemen are getting down here. I get it. They're, they're, they're hyped up and they're excited. You just have to calm them back down, make sure we get that center with his butt down, get that snap because that is the most important thing. That is the peanut butter to the jelly right there. You have to get that snap off, get it right, and let those running backs and wide receivers do their thing. Well, nothing to lead here. 701 remaining. Spots the ball midway around the 25 in the middle of the field. They're heading towards 78. You're kind of familiar with the landscape of the land here. Great stadium, great atmosphere for some Saturday night youth football. Coaches are coaching them up there, setting them up in position. They've got a receiver to the right side, and the quarterback looking like he's going to come under center, and they're going to blow some whistles. Coach, not sure there what's going on. He's going to send one guy out. And a conversation to be had there as they move some uh, formation there, Clinton. Yeah, that is, uh, I was about to say that should have been just a straight penalty, Rich. They they got to just check those things at the door. I understand that the referee is being uh, polite, shall we say. Two words that don't ever go together. But he uh, it, 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 it it told him what it was, pulled the penalty, Backed them up, and now they start fresh at uh, second. I'm sorry, first and 15. First and 15. The ball is going to be spotted at the 20 at some point here. They're having an issue getting things set up a little bit here. As you start to see a 12 nothing lead, seven minutes remaining in the second quarter. Our game of the football association, FEC side of life here. It's the coastal side down here in Charleston, Low Country, and now they're going to move the ball again here. Nope, they're just coming up to the line. It seems like a lot of confusion down there on the field there, Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> talking, talking about the offside, uh, first of all, and the ball, I believe, is moving. Um, it's one of the things that you have to watch out for. If the center gets up there and try to adjust, then, and listen, those other kids are disciplined. You move when the ball moves. And if that happens, guess what? They're coming. So it was um offset penalty and they decided to go ahead and play it over again. Looks like it didn't even happen. The Raiders absolutely gained. They see a quick handoff to the right side. Excuse me, check it to the left side during that. Didn't get anything. May have lost a yard or two there, but nevertheless, they're going to spot this one. Should come up, I think, third down. You know, we saw some, some confusion in the down marker in the last game. But uh, was that just first down or second down? I mean, here's what's going to happen. We're all going to be confused. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely going to cause confusion when you have uh, yard markers. If the people are not paying attention, the referees are not enforcing it, it will cause confusion. And Richie is crazy because this is only the second quarter. It's only 12-0, and it's not going to get any better if they do not take control of it right now. It's only going to get worse and it's going to be complaints all through the game, and you know how it goes. Everybody blames the referees, but the players, you still got to play. Yeah, no doubt there. As we talk about that with players and coaches, I mean, you know, there's a lot of times, and, and you know, you see this on Friday Night Lights, you see it on Saturday Showdowns, you see it on the Sunday Ticket. I just named you three different leagues, right, that play football. 
But when, when you put it all in perspective, the players got to play. That's what they do. Let's go play some football as it's now 641. The 8U Wolverines with the lead over the 8U NC Raiders. Handoff, here it comes. Nope, Kiefer, quarterback, coming to the right side. He gets over the 20, but he's got company. He gives a nice high five to the face mask. Number two still on his feet, but boy, the swarming of the green jerseys are a thing here in Woodland as they drop him at the 19. The young man ran for 50, and he gets targeted or hit with a negative three. <laughs> that was probably the, the longest negative three I've seen in a long time, Richie. I, the one thing that probably does not make me all warm and fuzzy inside is seeing a running back run east to west instead of north to south. I'd rather you take that two-yard loss than almost a 10- to 15-yard run to nowhere. Nowhere indeed. 5.53, third down. They spot the ball on the 19 in the middle of the field, heading towards 78. You guys want to know a little bit more? That's the Jumbotron as we sit there and put things in perspective. Big night of action here. This is the rubber match, if you will. It was North Charleston winning round one in the 10U. Woodland, the Wolverines, and 12U in this one. Well, stay tuned. Quarterback keeper to the left side. He's got a lot of green jerseys, but he sees a first down and a lot more. He breaks the 30, and he's finally tripped up by one of the Wolverines. I don't think he got the first down. Check that. He had a long way to go. I thought he was close, but I was just getting back to the line of scrimmage, and he was taken down around the 30. Two-yard line, check it to 31. So, a long fourth down with three, maybe four yards coming. Oh, yeah, they're still a little bit short, Rich. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how Raiders can finally start getting a rhythm going on their offense, and we'll see if it'll happen. Big-time action here. There's another one up the middle. I don't think he got it. No, sir, they stuffed him. Changeover on down. The Wolverines, the 8U, flexing some muscles here in their home turf. First and 10, it will be going the other way. Spot that ball on the 31 of the Raiders. And the offense comes out here. Now, there's a lot of doubling up here. Uh, it looks like for the Wolverines, they only have one, maybe two young men. On the other side, man, they've got a whole other roster over there. Yeah, listen, Rich, I was just about to mention to you the heart and soul of Woodland. These guys are playing both sides of the ball, man. They, I looked over to the sidelines a minute ago and see who Jay Williams can go over there and call for reserve, and my goodness, there's only two players sitting over there. So that means everybody is getting shot. But one man in getting set down is number one. That's the Wolverine's first down. They say that's the number one on the chart, number one in your heart, and he's giving you a number one first down as he moves this one inside somewhere. They're going to spot us the 22, 404. This one could be a, a big drive that could have a lot of conversation. This one could be what they call a staple move. Nice move across. He's still far. He's still on his feet. Number one is drugged down by number three for the, the NC Raiders. Close to a first down. He's short about two. Clinton, they'll spot the ball on about the 14-yard line. They need to get to the 12. Definitely spotted down on the 14. Almost looked like, from my angle, like a horse collar on that tackle just there. Yeah. But 
I, again, I'm not a referee. I don't wear the shirt, but I think they got away with that one. Yeah, they got that one there because the young defensive end was hungry and thirsty and he needed something to drink, but he moved a little late, young man. You just gave him a first down. That should be five in the direction of the end zone, and that'll move the chain one more time. And there you go. They'll mark that one around the nine. First and goal. Drop the chain. 25 remaining here in the second quarter. 12 nothing. 8U Wolverines over the 8U NC Raiders of North Charleston. They moved again. Oh, they moved again. Who taught that young man how to do a cadence call at eight years old? But he is clutch in getting it done there, Clinton. Yeah, it's very clutch in getting it done. These guys are, I think, are getting, yeah, I think, I want to say getting a little anxious. I think now's the time to calm them down, get them right, and let them execute their plays uh, probably the way that they do in practice. One thing you got to give to these young men. Richie, these young men, look at this. Oh, look at this. These young look at this guy. This young man's running up the middle. And he's got all the way to the one. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Clinton, but, hey, check this out. Not only did he make something out of nothing, he got that ball because they snapped it five feet. That cat's two and a half. He had to go up another two and a half just to get the ball. Go ahead, young man. Listen. <laughs> You're not kidding. I, I thought for sure it was going to be a fumble, Rich. I almost had a pivot foot on to get out of the way to see what was going to happen. But he snatched it down, and he sure made something out of nothing just then. And there it is again. Well, I tell you what, Mazemus, run up there and tell that center that that's not the other quarterback. That's the shorter guy. Because that hasn't been something <laughs> I've seen, even on the extra two points, is it seems like they're, they're shortening him just a bit. Yeah, and unfortunately what keeps happening is we're getting false starts. I know it's a lot of flags that can get frustrating, but I, I, don't, I don't know, Rich. It's something to keep watch out for, and uh, I'm actually going to move to a better position to see if what these referees are actually calling is uh, is legitimate. I mean, I know I can't make a difference about it, but, of course, you know how we do. I like to spit the truth when we're in the booth. Out of conversation, I'm sure they're just trying to figure out where dinner is. As we're rounding up here in the second quarter, 238. The Wolverines are marching towards the end zone, and that would be towards the field house. And it is their home turf here for the game of the week, and there's laundry. And I bet he couldn't do that again if he tried. He just threw the flag, and it landed on his head. Did it land on his head? Man, that ought to be a five-yard penalty on himself. Yeah, right on himself. That's called karma, Rich. That's nothing but karma. <laughs> there's a low snap there. The quarterback keeper up the middle. Give him six. He said, I got you. Just give me some love in the end zone, fellas. And Jake said, it's now 18 to nothing. Wow, the Wolverines have poured it on. Thick, real thick here tonight. A big win for Jay Williams as he finds a way to go two for two in his final two. Oh, you got to get that commissioner down there, man. I tell you what, he went down. I don't know where he got that white shirt from, but. I saw him walk out. I was like, man, we about to have a baptism down here. What's happening? <laughs> I think uh, that's one of those cyber specials right there. Uh, definitely, when you're doing the right thing, I mean, it, it, comes, it comes hand in hand. As you know, what we do on Friday nights, hey, we get blessed. So you can't say no different. Going to nothing with the Wolverines is really going all gas, no breaks right now. All gas, no breaks, 20 to nothing, 227, and you're seeing the speed, you know, of Woodland. And this is something that, you know, we've covered 
the Raiders of North Charleston on a numerous amount of times here, Clinton. And, and we've seen these guys, you know, again, come back from a lot more than what you see on this board. We saw that with the Ashley Ridge Swamp Foxes. So I'm going to ask you this. Is that enough points as you turn around and look at that clock? Is that enough points? Is that deficit enough for them to keep this ball moving and bring home that dub? It, it is because you can tell from the NC Raiders that, you know, the kids are down on themselves. They feel that Woodland is holding them. Uh, when you get that type of mentality into a young child, they tend to shut down. So, unfortunately, it's against their, it's their feelings. They're going to be going against themselves, uh, so to speak. They're only going to beat themselves. I don't think they're not a talented team. I think they're very competitive. But right now, it's NC Raiders beating the NC Raiders. And it just so happened that Woodland happens to be scoring touchdowns and 20 to nothing here in the second quarter. That it is here. We'll try to talk to Jay Williams at halftime. I don't, let's, let's have a conversation with Jay. And, uh, A, let's thank him for allowing us all to, to do what we do to help promote and highlight these young athletes. And then he comes on multiple shows on that Southern Sports Central Network during the week. And then, of course, he does a lot of stuff with uh, the high school, as uh, you know, here at Woodland. I talked to Coach Cyber earlier. He is the athletic. Very warm and welcoming. Glad to see us up here. Welcomes us here anytime that we have an opportunity to broadcast anything here at this facility. He loves to give this facility all the lights, camera, and action, and radio, if you will, as we can. Is uh, this seems to be a long delay with 227 here in the second quarter. It's all woodland all night here in the highlighted game of the week. 8U under the lights on a Saturday night. The snap, the roll out to the left. He's come back to the middle side. He's going to go to the 35. This guy's got the speed. 50, 40. He ain't getting stopped today as he hits the 20, the 10, the 5, the 4, the 3, the 2, the 1. And that means 6. Goes on the board and like that. Oh, my. He ran that thing for, what, 80 yards? Yeah, that, I think that's the being expected right there. I don't know if you noticed, but Coach Anton for the NC Raiders, who usually just coaches the 10U, stand by and watch the 12U and stand by and watch the 8U, saw something he did not like, and as the AD, hey, he made a power move. He stepped out, took over the offense, and – Wow, first play of him in there. I'm not sure what happened, but yes, you're right. 80 yards, touchdown, and NC Raiders are now on the board, 20 to 6. Big time call there by the AD of the NC Raiders. Coach Anton comes in here, and hey, that's how it works, man. When the boss has got to come out of the office, brother, let me tell you something. Things are going to start to happen, and it is in fashion. 80 yard run. All the way from one end to the other end. He went coast to coast almost and put six on the board with 2.13 remaining here in the second quarter. Let's see if they get two more. He's got a man. He's got a shoulder, and he's got a touch inside the end zone. So that'll get two more on the board. And like that, it's now 20 to 8. I just asked you the question, is that enough? Mm. I got to tell you, this is a lot better game than it looks like on the scoreboard. Oh, yeah, I, believe, I definitely believe in that. And I think now we're going to see if Coach Anton stays out. Oh, he might be 
letting the defensive coordinator get back out there and do what he's got to do. Of course, you don't want to step on too many toes, Rick. You come out there, you run the offense. If you got to come out there and run the defense, too, it kind of leaves a bad taste in some of the other coaches' mouths. So let these guys get it out of here. But if you cannot figure it out and you cannot stop Woodland from scoring, then I truly believe get in there and do what you have to do. Yeah, no question about that. 2.13 remaining. Our game of the week here in Woodland. Woodland High School, the Wolverines. Big time run there by number 27. He's been their hot hand all night long. He gets across the line of scrimmage barely as he may have got one on the carry. They'll spot the ball at the 31. Again, I want to thank Jay Williams. He is the commissioner for the SEC and part of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. The SEC is located here in the low country side of life. Every Saturday night, you can hear us live right here on Southern Sports Center. I'm Rich Yellow. Looks like Clint Robson Sr. Throw it up to 84. Oh, he had him in, in and out of the hands of the young man. I got to tell it, it's a little chillier tonight than it's been. Clinton, these young men don't adjust to some of that stinging of the ball like we would. Well, I don't know. I think the older we get it, we kind of go back to that too. It's definitely, definitely a little bit cooler out here, but sometimes, Richie, when that thing is too perfect, Man, it's just unbelievable how it's even coming to you. Nobody was covering the young man. Jay Williams saw the play. He saw what was happening, and it just wasn't fully executed. Good pass, though. Yeah, great pass from Dean here. We're, of course, uh, got to catch up with Jay Williams at halftime. He's the leading coach right now. They are up 20-8. to eight. Clinton, kind of get yourself in position to ask him, and you can make it to where he can kind of – Answer any of the questions you want to ask him, and make sure when you do talk to him, make sure that you let him know we appreciate this golden opportunity and this partnership that we like to call here tonight. Now, they're moving the ball. What's going on here with about a minute three? And That would be a punt. Is that how this works out? Yeah, they uh, they can opt to walk off the punt, which in this league, of course, eight you, six, seven, and eight-year-olds, we're not going to do a live punt. Uh, too dangerous. They go ahead and walk off the punt, which gives you about 35, sometimes I think it's 35 yards, pushing down the field. Uh, smart move because of field position. You don't want to give the NC Raiders anything too close, especially seeing how now Coach Anton is taking the helm, and uh, it's going to get real interesting. Minute 24, I always say that's too much time to give them. Minute 24, 28. Right now you have a first down and 10 on the Raiders' own 48-yard line. Check that at the 49, maybe even the 50. Yep, they're going to spot it on the 50. So let's get it right here on the right hash mark. They're heading towards 78. Jumping package there. They're going to go to the left side, and he's going to roll out. He's got a great block, and he hits the 40. He's got speed across the 35 to the 30, and he broke speed at the 20, 15, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 6 on the board. And I tell you what, keep Coach Anton out there because he's already shown that he's gotten a couple of things in his pocket. Man, oh, oh, what a move. Oh, he had a great wall of blockers there, Coach. I, I guess we can go back and say, well, uh, we can recant those statements and both get a good old slice of throw pie because this actually just turned into a game. Even more so if they get the two. You know they're going to shoot for it here with 112 remaining here in the second quarter. It's 2014. The Willow Wolverines, the 8U. Wolverines jumped up to a big lead, but 
Boy, what happened when the athletic director had to come out of the office and down on the field? He's put up a couple of points as he's taken over the offense here for the Raiders. Get into that little jumbo package here. Very interesting here. They crowd it up, but who's going to get it? Bounce it off a three to the left side, and they're not going to get it. Just short. And that now will bring up a 20 to 14, 112 remaining here in the second quarter. Good call there, Clinton, to try to get it out and about. Yeah, we'll see if um, if they come back and they get. Of course, Woodland was, you know, they were happy, they were ecstatic for what they were doing, but now we're going to see if they can get that old feeling back and come back and execute they, like they were in the first quarter of this game. They'll spot this ball here coming up on the 25-yard line with a minute 12 remaining. Second quarter, don't go anywhere before we uh, go to a halftime. And we're going to let this one be a motivational halftime as well. I have one of the best guest speakers and motivators you could find coming up at halftime. Quarterback keeper there across the 30. All oh, the speed is on. It's a 35, and he twists all the way to the 40. Thank goodness for number three from the NC Raiders. He slew down number one just enough. But with 102 remaining, they got to get the ball spotting. There's some laundry on the field by you. It's going to go against oh, yeah. Woodland, I, I believe. Holding, coming back. Yeah, that, that's coming back, unfortunately. Uh, I think that's a little frustrating when you put in that work and you do what you have to do and you turn around and you, you're kind of excited that you got some yardage and all you see is that yellow laundry bag sitting on the sitting on the floor. That's, that's a bad feeling right there. But I tell you what, you lace up your bootstraps and you go back to work and you do it all over again. Yeah, let's do it all over again with 102 remaining here in the second quarter. Game of the week brought to you by our friends here at the South Carolina Youth Football Association. We're covering the SEC part of it. Snap to the quarterback. He's over the 25, and the speed is on. Here's the track meet at the 40, and he's drugged down by a face mask at the 45, and it's down by the ground. Let's see if they stick to it. They're going to do that. They're clean. I'll tell you what, man, that young man has gotten the gear. It seems like better every time he touches the rock. <laughs> He's definitely getting better every time he touches it. Because I think he wants it more. It's almost a slight competition between number one and number 27 on who's going to get that ball. And I've heard Jay Williams say a couple of times, hey, if you're not going to run the ball the way I want you to run the ball or the way you should run the ball, I'm going to give it to the other guy. Now, when the other guy gets out there and starts eating, hey, what can you say? You know, you get your chance, and every time you get that ball – you have to make moves, and you have to make power moves. Running downhill, shoulder over toes, and blast off. That's exactly what they want. Well, that's what they got there. That young man has got a gear that I have not seen in a kid that age in a while. Definitely find out where he's uh, going to be heading out on a Friday night, as they have, I believe, either a timeout going on or a man down. It's hard to move, hard to see what's going on over there, but nevertheless, they'll uh, – I'll give him some of that H2O. See if that's going to help him out just a little bit here. As we're coming to you live from the wood with 48 seconds remaining. Game of the week. We are in, of course, Dorchester, South Carolina. Looking forward to on the map. You'll find it between Somerville and St. George. We'll find out. Maybe you can ask the commissioner during our halftime when you interview him where we're going next week. Tough snap. Face mask and everybody. Clinton, throw your flag out there. I think we all saw the flag on that one. Yeah, I, 
Oh, so now it gets to the point where so they've already called the they've already called the I think now getting some out of the side and with the coaches. Um it gets inside of the they already called the space. And on top of that now they get another fifteen yards because the coach is getting just a little too animated about losing his job. Just like with anybody Wow. Don't try to tell you how to do your job. And referees are getting tired of it. And the same defensive coach is sitting there getting on the referees all night. And I think we're getting tired. But tell you what, somebody said something about somebody's mama. And next thing you know, they're putting that thing all the way down there on the 18 of the NC Raiders. It's first and 10 on the 18, 44 seconds remaining. And this is going to change up a lot of things. Here comes, uh, I guess, some explanation needs to be had. I got to be honest with you. Here's the deal. <laughs> Ain't no explanation. You got 15 on the play. We got to learn how to do what we do. We got to be examples. We got to be role models. We got to lead the right way and let these kids play. 44 seconds remaining. It is a 20 to 14 lead as we speak here in the second quarter. I think we got to remember who we're dealing with. We've got some young kids out here, very, very good young athletes. Yeah, I think sometimes you have to do is make the move like the NC Raiders did. Give that coach a breather, give him a break for a minute, and uh, let him cool off. Because we can get above yeah. ourselves sometimes. And, and I get it. He's very passionate. There's nothing wrong with it. I love the energy over there. That's good stuff. Let's not forget these guys are putting a lot of hours and energy. And that's number one is going to run up the gut there. Clock keeps moving. They're going to call timeout. I believe the Wood will take a timeout with 33 seconds here and, you know, try to run something fast and furious up the middle. But they haven't made their living in the middle. That's not like you see. Now, the NC Raiders have lived in the middle you look at the Wolverines, you see what they're able to do. They're living on the outside of life. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think that um, it's a little fucked up with Jalen. You think the difference thing is when they turn around and they finish it up. These young men are Jay Williams just has something to do with Here we go now with 33 seconds. Quick snap, and there's a flag, and they'll stop this one. They got him. Evidently, there was some movement there on the offensive line. That's a dead ball, and now they'll move it, and they do. Five yards the other way. That'll bring up another second down, and this could be the longest 35 seconds of the night. You Talk about discipline, like that. man. It's the number like one thing. <laughs> it seems like that from time to time. Oh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We set you up here. One receiver to the right. Oh, one of their guys moved. They didn't call it. He's going to roll to the right. He meets with some of the Raiders, and they have a party, and they bring the rest of the Raider crew, and that's going to give them a very small gain on a – Second down, that moves it to third down. And I tell you what, one of the Raiders' defensive ends are in that position, jumped right in front of the referee. The penalty not called, so that will now bring up with 15 seconds, they'll spot the ball. And we'll wait and see. They got to get something out of it because I'm going to tell you something. Those Raiders, man, these guys have all they can. And they're all about that comeback kid. They call them what the cardiac cats, right? 
Remaining two receivers, each quarterback to a shotgun. Man in motion left to right. He's going to sling it. Is he? No, he's going to hand it off up the middle. And, ladies and gentlemen, that could be the final seconds. And they've got some conversations happening here. As we've got seven seconds, this is probably not going to get done. Maybe. Let's see if these guys can put a quick play in. And they do, but the flags are thrown. And that should probably, I would imagine, do the game there or just do the second quarter there, Clinton. Sloppy there towards the end. Yeah, that, that, that All right, so see. Halftime right there, Richard. See if you can catch up with the commissioner real quick before he talks to his team and kind of get his thoughts real quick on uh, his opinion on how he feels like the first half is gone. I'll wait for your hand to go up before I turn you over to him. But uh, a great job here. It's 20 to 14 kind of uh, action for the 8U Woodland Wolverines. They took a nice lead, but, boy, you cannot allow the Raiders to hang around because they will put some points on the board. As uh, Let's go down on the field with Clinton Robinson, senior. checks in with the commissioner and one of the coaches of the Wolverines. Go ahead, Clinton. Yeah, hey, we're here with Jay Williams right now. One heck of a game going on here the game of the week. 20-14, to 14, Jay. How do you feel about the first half? Started off great, ended the half kind of slow. Got to correct the thing, especially on defense. Most definitely, most definitely. We see how it's going. Always been a great rivalry, always been some great games. We expect nothing less in the second half. Uh, you go back to plan A and just go back to doing what you were doing in the first quarter? Hopefully. Hopefully we can do that. There you go. Hey, thanks very much, Jay Williams, for the hospitality and everything. We appreciate it. And good luck on the second half. Oh, there you have it, Rich. All right, there you uh, go. I, I believe you go back to plan A. Of course, and he's, you know, a little, I wouldn't say frustrated, but, you know, maybe disappointed by what the team has been doing and uh, how they can get off the top. But i tell you what we'll do. We'll take a quick break. We'll take about 10, guys. So you're going to get one of the baddest men alive when it comes to motivating you. We're going to have some motivation here for you. We'll take about five minutes to do it, guys. Don't go anywhere. It is halftime. It's 2014 Woodland, the 8U Wolverines with the lead. But don't count out that 8U team of North Charleston and the Raiders. This one's going to come down to the final set. Just trust me. We'll be right back for more football as we're coming to you live on Southern Sports Central in the South Carolina Youth Football Game of the Week right here at the Woods. I'm going to bed. I got to go to bed. Some of you going to sleep and you don't deserve to be. You don't deserve rest. Lazy. You don't deserve rest. Rest is for people who work. You ain't doing nothing. Every day you chilling. You need to know your why. And my why wakes me up every single morning. Why do you do what you do? 
Why do you do what you do? And that's so important. Look, ain't no more talking. This is it. If you ready to take your game to the next level in whatever it is, sports, life, business, whatever it is, health, listen to me very closely. You got to change that mindset. Somebody came up to me. They said, E.T., man, I'm tired, E.T. I'm tired, E.T. I put in the work, E.T. I'm not seeing the results, E.T. I'm ready to give up, E. I'm ready to give in, E. I did what you told me to do. I read the book you told me to read. I put in the hours you told me to put in. E, I'm doing it, and I'm not seeing anything. My why is every single day when I wake up, every minute of the day, every hour of the day, I have an opportunity. Somebody who quit, somebody who gave up, somebody who stopped in life. I have the power at my nickname, the refresher. I have the power as the refresher to make you believe again, to make you get up when you got up three times and you say, I'm not getting up no more. When you get to the point where enough is enough, when you get to the point where it hurt real bad, when you get to the point you can't take it no more, when you get to that point, I'm telling you, I can't explain it to you, but doors start opening, opportunities start happening, but what you cannot do is you cannot quit doing the process. Why? 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 I'm about to wrap this thing up, listen to me, you can't make a difference. Until you make a decision. And I do want to say this to those of you who are watching who are not yet where you want to be. Like, keep going. Like, keep going. Don't quit. You're already in pain. You're already struggling. Like, get something for your pain. I realized at some point when I looked at my family's history, I was like, some things I don't want. There's some things I want, but there's some things I don't want. And then I, I remember having to re- say one day to myself, like, yo, you are your father's child. Like, yo, even though you didn't, he didn't raise you, even though in the beginning you guys had, you know, whatever little stuff y'all need to get through, E, don't lie. You are lazy at times. You know what I'm saying? Like, E, you are super social and you'd rather talk than work. You know what I'm saying? I just had to grow up one day and just be real with myself and just say, E, the only way you're going to be successful is you got to discipline yourself. Yeah. You know, when you look at uh, when you look at a horse, I'm talking about a thoroughbred, it still needs that, what is that thing called that they put on it? it, it, it still need, he needs that without, you know, you can't, you, you got to control him. You know, he got a lot of juice, got a lot of energy, he can go for it, but you, you got you to gotta hone that. Yeah. And so I realized, like, yo, E, you sleep in, you play video games, don't lie to yourself. You, you are powerful, but you have some vices, and you have some vices that take you down a crazy road. Like, you are your father. You are your grandfather. You are your mother. You are your grandmother. Like, it's real. And so I start saying, okay, E, you got to discipline yourself. And this is for me. This ain't for everybody. I start getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's like, yo, you're going to have to get up a little bit earlier because you didn't finish school. You didn't take care of your business. So you can't get up the same time another man who gets up who handles his business. So you need to get up at 3 if you're going to catch the grapes. You got to get up at 3. You got to go to bed earlier. This is why I said I never drank or smoked because the men in my life who did it were extremists. I had an uncle who died, cirrhosis of the liver. You know, I had other uncles who drank, and, and my father, bless his heart, but he was strung out on drugs for about 14 years. And I was just like, yo, E, you can see that they don't know how to do it 
casually, like they ain't social drinkers, like they ain't social on something. They taking it to a whole other level. And so for me, it was like, you got to discipline yourself. You're not going to die if you never know what alcohol tastes like. But if you taste it, you might have the same. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, man, are we ready for the third quarter or not? They have fought the ball on the 25, and it's going to be Woodland's ball as I Richie up alongside, of course, Clinton Robinson Sr. Don't forget, tomorrow night, the lab light will be on, and he will be home right there at 6 o'clock on Southern Sports Central. We'll talk about that more because here comes a run up the middle by the Wolverines, the AU leading 20-14 to 14 as the third quarter is underway here in Woodland. Man, I tell you what, I wonder what do you think? We know what they said over here on the Woodland side, Clinton, but what do you think they told him over there on North Charleston side? I, I don't think they really had to tell him too much. You can tell by the last two plays. I think they just told him to get the focus on the game of women, they can probably execute here we go now, 7-17, a lot of hollering going on from the coaches to the players. Players, coaches running around east to west, west to east, and they're going to spot the ball somewhere around the 32. It'll be third down, two receivers left, two receivers right, shotgun formation for that quarterback number 27. His running back to the left side, and, boy, they got moving on the line, and that's going to move them back five. And I tell you what, could you think that could be a little bit of strategy, all the hollering to get a little bit of that young eight, nine-year-old to kind of move around a little bit there, Clinton? Yeah, you know, it's trying, they're trying not to fail. Uh, I believe that's what it comes down to. It's just my opinion. They're trying not to fail. They're trying not to and there you go, a quick run there by the running back for the wood. He went to the left side, and nobody led with him. And I guess that meant that North Charleston was going to build a wall, and that wall kept him from getting back to the line of scrimmage. That's going to be a long fourth down. And they'll spot the ball around the 31-yard line on the left hash mark, heading towards Highway 78, towards the Jumbotron. It's not on tonight, but... The lights are on. That means we're under the lights playing some football. Man in motion. He comes from the left side to the right side. Quarterback Ebert to the 27. He's going to fifth arm one. He'll get another one at the 35. First down and more. The young man is going to let him drag him a few more. And that's 41-yard line. First down, Woodland. And the young man, I tell you what, he does an incredible job. And I see it. He got some yellow laundry down there. Yeah, the dirty laundry's definitely been aired. And, of course, the area that it was thrown, uh-oh. Uh-oh, looks like, oh, and it goes against the defense. We just add going to the work that number 27 just put in. Flag on the defense. Man, oh, man, to the 50 we go. Spot the ball at the 49, and they are now in North Charleston territory. First and 10 at the 49. The chains will get set to blow the whistles, and they'll get that clock moving. In just a few, it's 2014 leads for the Wolverines and HU 
matchup under the like Saturday night game of the week from the South Carolina Youth Football Association. It's the SEC right here on Southern Sports Central. Handoff. Here he goes to the left side. He's got a lot of room. If he can get around the corner, and he does. Oh, he stops. Look at that. He keeps going. What a Houdini move. Give that guy incredible moves there. That guy's got some good shoes. Good stuff. Man, what a move. No moves on that one, Richie. But he should have used that referee as a little bit of a shield. And, hey, listen, you're part of the field, right? When you get in the way, I might use it for a blocker myself. They call that a pick and roll. Here's another man. He's going to get it to him again. Here comes one, 40, 35, and to the 32, maybe 33. Boy, I tell you what. That kid led with a helmet. He just let the momentum take him into a first down and a lot more. And now another first down, and they're moving the chains at will. Great job by the coaches calling that play. And you see the man in motion. You saw that last night, by the way, with West Ashley. West Ashley and the varsity level, they would move number eight left to right. That usually would be the momentum of a track meet. Definitely putting on that definitely putting on that motion and doing what they had to do and it made it very, very difficult for uh of course they came out victorious forty two to twelve and that was one heck of a game. We got a good one here tonight. Very high snap there. The quarterback's gonna keep it twenty seven. Breaks the corner. Flag on the play. He's going to get around to the 20. Chop those left, right. He jukes John, and he's in the end zone. But I don't think it's going to handle. He's coming back. There's a little bit of things down in this. Coaches with some conversation. Yeah, Unfortunately, now he's coming back. Here we go now, spot the ball, and it's going to be first down and about 15. High snap, and at the 20. Six, maybe 28. Hard to see the number on this side, but he goes to the left side around the 40 to the 35, and he's pushed out of bounds. Good job there getting off the man as the whistle's blowing there. And that's 26 correction on the run there. Clinton, again, you're seeing a lot of movement. When these guys come in from left to right, you almost count on him to get the ball. They give away their secrets, but that's kind of what I'm seeing. Well, you you will get a misdirection play every now and then. Here comes that quarterback real quick, Clinton. He goes across the 20 to the 15. They ain't catching that kid. He's in the end zone with 6. 27 has made it happen multiple times. And I got to tell you, the kid is a spark plug and a game changer. Man, that kid's got some wheels. Great job there. Put 26 on the board. Most, hey, most definitely. 
You guys have been calling his name out probably all game long, even though there's only 429 left in the third quarter. I bet you that kid has a couple more tricks up his sleeve. He's not afraid to show him. Man, he runs behind his pads and he believes in his moves. Dancing with the stars and dancing in the end zone, he goes and gets two more down in the end zone, and that's going to make it a 28-14-429 opening drive successful for Woodland. What's your thoughts coming out? And, again, whatever Coach Jay's told him, and evidently it's worked out because these guys, again, seem to run off of the energy of one another. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that is definitely true. Uh, Northchalk, you can't have enough of it. So if you put those two together, you might come out with a team in the league coming up with a 28-14 lead. Still not sure that's enough lead here. As we've seen the Raiders charge back in the late parts of the fourth quarter. Not a football left here in this exciting jumbo package. And here comes oh. doing a little substitution here. They're putting a few guys in here. You know, Clint, you see this this offense. What type of offense is this that you see the Raiders using? <laughs> That's probably the question of the century right there. Um, they, call it, they call it to be almost bully ball. Um, they, they have this. Look, I can't even say, look at him. Look at number two. He's going to go across the 50 to the 40. I ain't catching the kid, man. He's checked out and caught a plane. He's going to land it in the end zone, and there he goes. I mean, the kid is definitely got some wheels under him. But like I said, he bought a plane, and he flew it into the end zone in style because that cat just put six on the board, and he ran it from the 30, 70 yards. And he did it in 78 to be exact, because he ran eight yards this way, back eight yards the other way, and then 70. So maybe you might want to give him credit for about 82. Man, I love it. Every bit of it. I think you're absolutely right, Rich. Tony looked like it was going to be a busted play, but that young man definitely made something out of nothing. It looked like he was going to be caught down in the side. He turned around, cut it back, and when he turned up field, Man, oh man, did he take off. So I think the name of that formation is it, it, working, working. That's the name of that formation from now on. Working. Because it absolutely been the game. Well, between that and the jumbo package, boy, that looks like a big jumbo mess up there. But it worked out, like they said there. It's now 4 12, 28 20, third quarter. It's a little chilly tonight. There's some referees and some shorts. A couple of these other guys and girls in shorts. I, my friend, not in shorts and not in a short sleeve shirt. Very happy with the attire I have on tonight. And quarterback Ebre is going to look for the end zone. Does he find it? Not today, they say. And that will leave it at 20. A 28 20, 4 12 on the clock. We'll stay here with you. Uh, the guys just they move the ball so fast. So by the time we take a break, it usually gets us to miss a play or two, and I don't want to miss anybody doing some great things here on this broadcast tonight. Again, if there's an injury timeout, we'll make it with them. But other than that, we'll stay live here with you. Don't forget, if you would like to have Southern Sports Central and the network to hang out with us, you can go myself, the professor, and a few more of us. We'll be lo- love to come out and call your game. We've got a football game on a night that we're not already 
booked, which that means it has to be any night but a Friday night and possibly a Saturday night. Maybe you're out there and you're saying, hey, we want you guys to come hang out with us during the day on Saturday before you do the game of the week. Reach out and touch somebody. We'll bring an ice machine and two phenomenal play-by-play guys. Here's the snap. They're going to give it to the big running back across the middle to the 30. He's still on his feet at the 35 to the 40. He's going to drag about three Raiders with him to the 48. Clinton, good job there. What do you say, bud? Well, I, I was going to say uh, compliment you. I think you're on the compliment. Coming out there, do what you have to do. You are absolutely correct. You would love to travel up and down South Carolina and help put on some of these new programs. Look like Williams is not done pulling out some more tricks by adding in another running back in there. Look at this. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Set it up from the shotgun. A tough snap. Hand it up to the big man. Oh, my God. He just crushed over one guy and introduced him to another guy. They're going to lead this one in across the 49. And you're making something out of nothing. Man, the guy looked like Jerome Bennis when he got the ball. And I'll tell you what, he just was like, boom, here comes the noise. Wow. What was that? Hey, <laughs> Definitely uh, a hard running back. Number 21. Now I can Oh, my goodness gracious. And there's a flag. <laughs> Number 50. <laughs> Number 50 for the for the Raiders that checked in with the Wolverines. Went and realized you can't play on the other team, young man. You got to stay on your side until they snap the ball. I looked twice. I didn't know that. I said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, you know. I, I really, it, it, it's crazy. I love it. playing musical just now. <laughs> it's fun stuff here on a Saturday night under the lights. Quarterback keeper. Oh, they suck it out, but he's still on his feet. Flag on the play. He's across the 40. He's hitting the 35. He pushes one off. He's dragging it three, four, five. He's got six guys, and the young man has got nothing but manpower. Look at him. He's still on his feet. Oh, that was the whistle. And did that to 25. Good God. That guy might be player of the century down there. Number 27, the man child. He doesn't even weigh 100 pounds, but he drug about 300 with him. Flag down on the play. They're waving it off. So that was a practice flag thrower. Didn't see a lot of that in the first half. Actually, Richie, I have my uh, cameraman here on the sideline, and we almost had to go show the referee that one because he actually missed the block. On there. Was the block in the back. Uh, there's a phenomenal run by number 27 once. Here we go now with 250 remaining here in the second, third quarter. All oh, 27, baby. Call that number. Here it comes. He jukes from the left side to the right side. He's in the end zone because he's at the 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, and not enough. Oh, the flag. Did they get the horse collar? Uh, oh, Ricky, I my. Think it, that might have been an actual face match, and that is absolutely dangerous on right there. I'm pretty sure it wasn't done intentionally. Very, very mindful of that. Man, oh man, boy, oh boy. Number 27's got some wheels under him. He's all right. He's a tough 
young man. They're going to wave that one off, too. Are they surrendering? Something's going on on the field. Either way, we're going to call it up here first and goal on the one. How do you how do you wave it off? I don't get it. I guess it doesn't matter. The uh, title is two, no, actually. Because I have a still shot of a referee who was right there on that call. So, wow. It's out of our pay grade, right? Here we go. Here with two receivers to the right, one to the left. Busted play. All oh, the pay for that today is the young man wasn't able to get there. The offensive line for the first time tonight were handled, if you will, on the front line. And now that one will uh, be a loss. So now second and goal, and they'll spot the ball around the seven-yard line. The West Ash mark going towards Highway 78 on a chilly night. Here in Dorchester, South Carolina, it's Woodland High School hosting our game of the week of the South Carolina Youth Football Association, SEC football, right here on Southern Sports Central. 148 and counting it down to the third quarter. This is a big down. Sling the rock, catch the ball, and he missed it. Oh, he had him open. And you just look at you look at Jay there doing the old Cobra clutch with his hands over his head going, yeah, just – had one that, job. He missed it. Yeah, that, and that was the second time. That's another jump. That's the same gentleman they went to earlier. So, you know, you want to give them that confidence. Let them know that you want to go to the Oh, the whistles, the flags, and let's see if we wave this one off. No, they're not waving that one off. They're whistling. Back the other direction. They're coming this way with the ball to another five yards. So they started on the two, and now they're hanging out on the 12. Oh, they've lost some yards and making some mental mistakes. And the team like the NC Raiders will not let you live that down. Blow the whistle. Start the clock, 137. They'll definitely try to make you pay for it, Rick. Here comes 27 around the left side to the right side. He's in the end zone with ease, baby. Check it out. He's got some wheels. And he spins them all the way over the S of the Wolverines on the right side of the end zone. And he just says, it can't be this easy. With 126, they take a 34-20 to 20 lead. What a job. He sees it before it happens. You know, Clinton, who cover football on Friday nights, we see football on other nights, but to see a young man, and he's the quarterback, but to see him see things before they happen, it reminds you of a guy that we get to hang out with on Friday nights, and that's Zoltan Osborne, a sophomore that plays up almost like a senior. Listen, that definitely reminds me of that. The way those guys see that whole, the way they see it, it's definitely a in AU football. Big time football, 126 here. The two point conversion is not in. So that's going to stay at 34 to 20. 126 remaining here in the third quarter. Final quarter coming up after this. That will decide who wins. The best two out of three right now is split down the middle with the 10U taking the first one in North Charleston. The second game was a really good one in the 12U, but it went the Woodland way. And now, oh, but now we're going to find out with the 8U. These guys run as quick as anybody on a Saturday night special here at the Woods. North Charleston. Yeah, I don't 
full house package. We got to think. I got to find out. You got to ask Anton, what, what's the name of this package deal, man? It just looks like a full house as they load everybody up on the line and crouch down. Take the snap, roll it out to the right side, hands it off there. No, fumble on the play. Yeah, we'll tell you. Fumble on the, the play. <laughs> I gotcha. It's definitely one of those um, unorthodox uh, formations. But I mean, don't forget tomorrow night, Clint Ryan, here right there. He has the lab open. The professor will be in studio from 6 to 9 right here on Southern Sports Central. Great topics, great guests, and your calls all in one. Three solid hours. If you're listening and you played a game today, you should come up and get it. And if you're a player, a parent, it's your opportunity, but it's his rules and his house. House rules always. Respect the air. 44 seconds remain in the third quarter. 34-20 the lead for the Woods of 8U over the 8U Raiders. Tripped up there, and of course the guy runs to the right side. Not much to get, but enough to bring closely to a – Manageable third down. Yeah, these, these gentlemen are starting to blow it up a little bit. I'm seeing, I'm seeing it coming back that defense, and I think it is, might be the solution to that formation. Uh, all I can say is watch the yeah, watch that center, and there you go. That's the end of the third quarter. And there you go. You hear the guy in the background. That's the end of the third quarter. We'll take a quick break just to grab us something to drink. We'll come back and we'll talk about the final quarter coming up next, guys. Don't go anywhere. The final quarter of tonight's main event coming up next, guys. Don't go anywhere. everybody the fourth quarter it's time to get it on here with eight minutes on the clock 34 20 lead for the eight u wolverines against the eight u north charleston raiders and somebody moved and somebody got a flag and a whistle all in one false start will be on the raiders 
They'll move it back about five yards. And what was a manageable third and maybe six is now going to be a tough stretch for third and 11 there, Clinton. And then they are in a little bit more of a loose jumbo package as they start the clock. Here's the snap. They roll out to the left side. Nope, it looks like another bad snap. And that's going to be, you know, you wonder why all of a sudden this is becoming an issue because before this has been kind of a burden, you will, to get this ball moving. But with 7.45, man, this is a really big fourth down. Here we go now under five minutes, 
Tick-tock, the clock goes. Did he get it? He fell down. Let's see where they spot the ball. They got a bad spot. I think it's a changeover on down. I don't think they got enough yards here. He didn't lean enough. And one coach is saying one way. No, so it is a turnover on down on that one, Richie. It was a little close. I think uh, once again, let me take me. And we're right at five minutes even here. That's a huge change of events with only 4.58 remaining. 34.20 is the score here in our game of the week. 8U matchup between Woodland and the North Charleston Raiders. Getting everybody in position here. They'll spot the ball. They'll move it. Waiting to see. With just a few minutes here, they get in that weird formation. Snap it. And, again, another bad snap. And a flag thrown there. Again, what would that call be there as you're sitting about right over the action there, Clinton? (laughs) (laughs) And that young man is not there. Very, very quick, or he's probably just uh, I'm gonna try to get him even tighter. I'm in the right position right now, but I think he's just timing that snap is what it is. When he's talking, he's going straight for the ball and nothing else. Discipline football on the opportunity of play calling in the jumbo package, as I would call it here from the North Charleston. Raiders as they are now trailing 34-20 to the 8U Wolverines. First and 15, rolling it to the left side, second to the right side, and he's on his feet. Number four gets popped around the line of scrimmage. If he got back, he got lucky. I believe it's now third down, so. Now there you go. Yeah. Yeah. The guys out there on the sideline are struggling. Sorry about that. Third down. Um, and that's exactly what happened. He's lining up. You should not line up over the center. But he's shooting that gap. He's going to that ball. That would be. Uh, it's actually a pretty, a pretty good move. Actually, a pretty good move. Right. Well, it's almost planned. That's what they plan on doing. And uh, sneaking over. Uh, the Raiders are kind of 325 and here. Running out of time if you're the NC Raiders coming over here out of North Charleston as they trail the 8U Wolverines of Woodland here in our game of the week brought to you by the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Here we go. Quick roll out to the right side, and he is met up with the green wall of Wolverines. And it's a big loss of downs. That'll bring up a big fourth down and a country mile all the way from the 14. Oh, man, this one right here. Clinton could be for all the marbles and a lot of bragging rights after this one. <laughs> I definitely think the marbles are going to A good school canton is not going to and there you go again Another false start That's going to move the ball back again Man, boy They got some laundry detergent back at the house Because they've used up those flags tonight 
That is off the clock at 227. 34-20 is the lead for the 8U Wolverines against the 8U NC Raiders out of North Charleston. Game of the week right here on our Saturday Night Live on Southern Sports Central. I'm Richie Alvin alongside Clinton Robinson Sr. This actually is going against the Wolverines. That's out of a weird call. We're not never, that's 15 yards, so something hadn't changed. Or maybe that's wild. I've never seen something like that before, but hey. Find out what happened. Uh, what are you hearing down there on the sideline? Uh, a personal foul on. Oh, Clint, I'm going to get you to fix your mic, bud. It's hard to hear you down there on the sideline. I don't know. It's kind of muffled. I don't know if maybe you could kind of see if maybe there's uh, – there we go. That's a little bit better. It's kind of muffled a little bit, bud. Can you hear me? Much better. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Look at this. Number two is going to take the ball. He's going to go to the right side. He's going to get some leg room and a lot more room than that as he gets all the way to the 48. But it's a minute 30 counting it down. Once they spot the ball, they'll move the clock. They're trailing 34-20. Game of the week. It is 8U action under the lights. Saturday night action here on Southern Sports Central. Richie Alton, Clinton Robinson Sr. Bringing it to you live from the wood right here in Chester, South Carolina. The SEC edition of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Here's the snap in a bad play. Oh, that's not going to go well. He's just uh, possibly going to get maybe a conversation there. Again, the emotions are starting to get there with a minute and 14 seconds. I'm kind of surprised we didn't see a flag on that one, but we'll live to see another day, Clinton. Here we go now, quick play there. Now you'll see the young running back. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage and a lot more to the 50s. And that's going to still bring up a third down now, but again, 35 seconds. Going to change a lot here. Unfortunately, Clint, I just don't see there's enough time left for North Charleston to have any opportunities to come back out of a 14-point deficit. That's a two-touchdown deficit. A well-fought battle by both teams, but it looks like tonight's going to be all Wolverines, two out of three. Yeah, it's definitely going to be that. But I'm going to get you to try to see one more time, buddy. I don't know if it's your mic there. I'm not sure what's going on. I know you're doing a great job. I hate to give you a hard time there, but See if that works. No, we're go. good. I'm, I'm good. I'm back with you. It might be this uh, reception out here. 
Could be, yeah. That, that's a good time. You know, the uh, yeah. one or two bars, and we're feeling pretty good about ourselves here with 35 seconds remaining. A 34-20 lead. There's the snap going it out to the middle, and they're going to push the line. Do they get the first flags are thrown? And there you go all of a sudden here with 30 seconds remaining. A 34-20 lead for the 8U Wolverines and some – Excitement coming from the sidelines. You... <laughs> yeah, everybody's got a little something to say uh, right here with 30 seconds left. It's flags coming out and just unnecessary things happening, so it's going to be interesting at the end. This may be the longest 32 minutes, 30 seconds. It ends up being 15. Jumbo package, if you will, there for... The NC Raiders out of North Charleston, they trail by 14. 30 seconds remaining in the final quarter of regulation. Snap, roll out to the right. Force got the ball. He bounces off one, two, and he's going to get drugged down finally at the 24. Clock's moving with 20 seconds. And it's going to be stopping the clock here. Do they get a timeout? Yeah, Raiders call again a timeout. They still have all theirs left. I think if anything, if the Raiders finish strong with it, I, I'm pretty sure they'll feel good about themselves. You always want to try to get 100%, so they're not going to stop until it's all zeros on the clock. I don't blame them. That's all competing and competition and character and all that that we preach from this age all the way to the other side of things on Friday nights. Is it's now spotted right here in front of me around the 20, give it 24-yard line. Dead center field is where it's at. We're heading towards the field house. 14-point deficit for the NC Raiders out of North Charleston. They're playing the 8U team right here out of Woodland, the host team here on our game of the week. Richie Alvin, Clinton Robinson Sr. here for a beautiful night of football under the lights on this Saturday night. Back it up here, shotgun formation, fumble on the ground. Flag on the play. What do you see over there? Uh, actually, no flag on the play. They they clock running, and I believe the, the referees are just like everybody else. They're just trying to finish. They're trying to finish the game. Uh, so now, now the confusion. Hey, like you said, Richie, sometimes yeah, they, these thirty seconds can be the longest thirty seconds. Oh, the flag was waved. I do see the laundry on the field now. Yeah, it was over there on they the call it on side. defense. It looks like it was approaching. Yeah, the approachment there. It looks like they got a little bit edgy, a little bit happy. They're going to have to put some time back on the clock. This will be the final play of the night. One of the Jay Williams and, of course, the entire South Carolina Youth Football Association for their ability and opportunity to give us what they have here and allowing us to do their game of the week. Another game of the week in the books here in about a second. Also, one of the Cyber, Coach Cyber, he is the athletic director here at the Woods. And of course, all those who are listening here tonight. Don't forget, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, Professor right there, Clinton Robinson Sr., will be broadcasting live right here on Southern Sports Central. It's his house, his rules, and three solid hours and phone calls, updates, scores, and all right here on Southern Sports Central. Got to thank him and, of course, uh, Voice Sports. Great opportunity. Worked with a lot of great people. Of course, uh, Coach Wayne up there. In the northern side, running that side of things. Final play of the night here. I believe they put 22 seconds. Is that right? Yeah, they did. They got 22 seconds here. 
<laughs> We're dragging it out as we, we will here. That's a big play. As you see the coaches coming off the sideline and coaching them up. <laughs> I think they're all, like I said, Richard, they're all getting excited. That 22 seconds went just as fast they got put on there. And I believe that should be the end of the game, actually. Just call the game and let it not make any worse than what it has been. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, that's the ball game. It's all Woodland here, a two out of three, and the eight U boys of Woodland get the win. We want to thank everybody for listening in there tonight. Don't forget, next Saturday night, we'll be at another location and bringing it to you live right here on Southern Sports Central. On behalf of myself, Richie Alvin, and Clinton Robinson Sr., we want to thank you guys for all that you do so that we can do what we do, guys. God bless. Take care. Check out the man with the plan next Saturday, excuse me, tomorrow night, right over there with the course. Well, let's go down. Let's see if we can catch up. You'll chat with the coach real quick. Uh, Richie, I think, well, these guys are going to go ahead and uh, meet up at the 50 and uh, do what everybody should do, at least bump elbows or get a fist bump and uh, say one heck of a game. Yep. That definitely was just that, one heck of a game. What I'm going to do is I'll get a couple of interviews. You know I'm going to get number 27 and number one and uh, a couple right. other guys over there from Woodland, and I'll definitely be talking about them tomorrow on the lab. There you go, guys, on behalf of all of us, all of you, and enjoy the rest of the weekend. We'll be back here live with Clinton Robinson Sr. on Southern Sports Central Voice Sports. We'll do their thing right here tomorrow night, 6 o'clock in the lab, guys. Until then, stay safe and God bless. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black, got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your horse. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now. Maserati sports car. Got no stress, I've been through all.